At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kibi rapaport and together we're hosting rapaport's Rappaport's reality Podcast. podcast We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as. It is official that all the Saturday games in Major League Baseball have went final, so we're going to be turning it forward to Sunday, trying to find you guys as many trips to the window as humanly possible, so we're going to be diving into that in a second, but I have to recap the final game that we wound up seeing on Saturday as this one just went final. These teams were open to scoring a lot of runs. 7-11 is what you wound up getting there as the Arizona Diamondbacks wind up falling to the Colorado Rockies. Colorado able to put up 11. Arizona able to put up 7. So closing total of 12 winds of going over. Told you guys at the top of the show, you're looking at a live over of 14 and a half. I didn't nate that either. And that winds up going over as well. So the Colorado Rockies, sizable favorite. They get it done. So that is going to put a bow on everything. And how about if we wind up turning it forward and taking a look at the game that's going to be going down in Colorado on Sunday, 907-908 on the betting board as Chad Cool. Going to be towing the rubber for the Colorado Rockies and Zach Gallen going to be on the bump for Arizona and Arizona find themselves anywhere between a minus 115 and minus 120 favorite and going to be getting anywhere between even money and plus 110 when it comes to Colorado with a total of 11 and a half and a lot of places have the 11 and a half with a little bit of juice on the under right around minus 115 to a minus 120 and I do think that this is going to be a good bounce back spot for the Arizona Diamondbacks because when it comes to Arizona, been a little bit of a hot and cold team, and it's been really depending upon what pitchers you've been backing. And Zach Allen has actually been one of your more profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues thus far this season. Meanwhile, you've been backing someone like a Madison Bumgarner. Hasn't necessarily been so great for you, but with Gallon, you're able to take a look at him really one of two ways. You're able to take a look at him recently and say each out of the last five starts, he has given up at least two runs, including having a few starts in which he's given up five plus, or you could take a look at it and say, Zach Allen, he's given up two runs or fewer in all but three of his starts thus far this season. So however you want to slice that, you're able to make an argument for or against him. And when it comes to Colorado Rockies, as we know, a team with a very demonstrative home and road splits, you wind up going to elevation and you wind up having this team really being able to rip the cover off the ball. We wind up seeing that with the 11 runs that they wind up putting up on Saturday. And for Colorado, what has really been interesting about this team 
has been the difference in terms of the deep ball that they've been able to get. They're hitting right around 1.3 home runs per game when they're at home on the road. This shrinks to 0.5, and they do now have back and full Chris Bryant for this bunch. And Chris Bryant was able to have himself a nice day here on Saturday. And really, you had a lot of guys being able to go yard, like Brendan Rodgers wound up getting his, I believe now, eighth home run season. And all eight have wound up coming at home. CJ Crone, he entered into Saturday with 17 home runs. 13 of them have wound up coming at home. So very demonstrative splits there. And even for the Colorado Rockies bullpen, a lot of these guys, they have just been so significantly better at home rather than on the road. You take a look at someone like a Justin Lawrence, for example. He's been able to do a little bit of a better job home to road. Lucas Gilbreth certainly has been in that bowl. Daniel Bard has been able to do a relatively solid job whenever he's been at home. And for the years in the Diamondbacks, though they wound up getting pummeled in this game, the fact that they were able to save some of their more trustworthy bullpen pieces like Sean Poppin and Joe Manette Tipley, that is going to be able to help them out a little bit more moving forward. For some reason, they did wind up having to use up Kyle Nelson, but he didn't wind up throwing a lot of pitches for the team. And for Arizona, it's a squad that has been able to go deep for you this season. Even in their loss, they were able to get four home runs on the Colorado Rockies. And overall, they're getting right around 1.45 home runs per game when they're at, on the road as compared to at home, where they get more like 0.8, 0.9-ish. And for the Diamondbacks, big thing is just being able to have guys find a way on base because it's been a bunch that they just haven't had a lot of guys be able to do that. You've got Jake Hager along with Josh Ross. You're able to throw in there David Peralta and Ketel Marte in about a 245 to a 265. And nobody that wound up getting in at bat on Saturday wound up having a batting average above Ketel Marte's 264 like Christian Walker. He's been able to give the team 21 home runs. Problem is he's hitting at 206. Jordan Luplo has been able to give you a home run every 12 at bats. He's hitting a buck 70. So he's either giving you a home run or he's giving you nothing whatsoever. So that has been a little bit of an underlying issue for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. But I do think that Zach Allen, who's done a really good job of being lock in on the walks, right around 2.3, 2.4 walks per nine innings thus far this season after he had more like three and a half last season. Good to be able to deliver a good start. I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 125 to a minus 130-ish here with Arizona. So I'm willing to take them because Chad Cool, he's been able to do a solid job at home thus far this season, right around a 350 ERA overall. And it's been right around about a three-ish whenever he has been at home, but he doesn't wind up getting a lot of swings and misses. The walks may have been a little bit higher than you'd like to see as well. And I do think that there's going to be a little bit of negative regression there. So going to be taking a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks here in this spot. And, Total, I wound up setting mine at a 10.7. Cool has been halfway decent for this team, and I do think that we're going to see things be quite a bit more calm than we wound up getting on Saturday, where everyone was seemingly being able to get a home run on both sides. I did wind up setting my total at 10.7. I think that Zach Allen, along with the more trustworthy bullpen pieces of the Arizona Diamondbacks, are going to be able to keep this game under. So going to be taking a look at it under in this spot, and I am also going to be taking a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks with Zach Gallon going for them. And also something that has been going on on this Saturday night is something that I should be giving you guys a little bit of a look at right now is right now we've got the Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway fight. This is in round four. This is going into the latter stages of the fourth round right now. And we've been seeing a really interesting card. It wound up starting out with Cowboy Cerrone winding up getting taken down in the prelims. He wound up being done in by Jim Miller and Jim Miller his wins out there in the UFC. I believe that he wound up setting a record for most UFC wins with what he was able to do. But take a look at what we've gotten overall here in this one. You wound up having a no contest between Sean O'Malley and Pedro Munoz. So if you wind up having a bet on that and you're wondering what the heck is going on there, well, that wound up going on Alex Pereira. He was able to TKO Sean Strickland. That was in round number one. So that was a very easy knockout there right now. We've got the Hallway versus Volkanovski fight. And if you're taking a look at what we've been getting in this fight thus far, it looks like Volkanovski has been winning in terms of total strikes by quite a bit. So we shall see who winds up being able to get a decision there if we don't wind up getting a knockout in the final two minutes. And then uh, and then Israel Adesanya is going to be fighting within the next few minutes. Right now we're seeing him in a lot of books right around a minus $5, minus $5.50 favorite. I can't tell you that I've got any action on this whatsoever. If I was looking at anything, I'd be looking at Adesanya, but laying $5 in this spot, I don't think is necessarily too appealing. So I would say, if anything, dive into maybe some of those 
like odds to be able to get a TKO sort of markets because, man, it's just getting a little bit juicy there. I do think that Adesanya is going to be able to get the job done. Question is, just what round is he going to be able to do so? Because I'm not necessarily convinced that he winds up being able to get any sort of knockout. I do think that this is a case in which we have a chance to be able to get a fight that winds up going the full way. But that said, I have absolutely no action on it whatsoever. So I will just throw that out there and leave it as it is. But I am expecting a relatively solid fight and expecting a relatively good game between these two out there on the diamond. How about if we wind up going to the American League? 915, 916. A pair of teams are battling for the right to try to be able to climb up in the AL East as it's currently controlled by the New York Yankees, but these teams are open to be able to climb their way a little bit more upward the Tampa Bay Rays. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays as Ross Stripling is going to be going for the Jays and Shane Boz, the Boz, is going to be on the bump for the Rays and the Rays. They're find themselves right around a minus or a plus 115 to a plus 120 underdog. And for the Jays, going to be getting them between minus 130 and minus 135 with a total of eight and a half. And despite what we wound up seeing on Saturday, I do like this total under. You do have a Blue Jays bunch that has been a little bit hot and cold thus far this season in terms of their pitching, but Ross Stripling has been one of the guys that has really been a stabilizer for this team. Right around a 3-1-2 ERA, home and road splits, they're relatively equal. He's giving up in the neighborhood about .6 home runs per 9-90, so he has been very good for the Blue Jays, and you were expecting less out of him, more out of Yusei Kikuchi and Jose Barrios, a pair of guys that have really not been able to do a solid job this season for the Blue Jays, and he has really been one of the bright spots for the team. Other than Alec Manoa, you haven't been able to get much out of anyone else. Kevin Gosman, by the way, he wound up only pitching two innings in game one of the Blue Jays doubleheader on Saturday, so that is a little bit of a concern. You're going to need Ross Stripling to be able to lend a little bit of length because the bullpen had to come in in game number one for seven innings, and they threw out their Thomas Hatch for as long as humanly possible as he just wound up serving as a human pinata late on Saturday as he wound up giving up a 10 runs in Four plus innings. Thomas Hatch's ERA, and it's currently a 1929. You know what 1929 is famous for? The year that the Great Depression started. So that is pretty depressing there for Mr. Thomas Hatch. But you do take a look at this Toronto Blue Jays lineup, and they've got more firepower than the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays were able to bolster their numbers thanks to being able to hit off of Mr. Hatch in game number two. But with the Blue Jays, you do have a trio of guys, Flagler, Jr., Boba Shett, along George Springer. I've all been able to give you a double-digit amount of homers while these guys are in between about a 255 to a 265 with Guerrero being able to go deep 19 times thus far this season. Teoscar Hernandez, after he was banged up to begin the season, he's at above a 300 over the last three days. You've been able to have guys like Santiago Espino be able to get on base for the team. And for the race, getting back Juan Franco is just so big for the sponge. He's not necessarily been a home run hitter throughout his career, but a guy that's able to get on base he, Randy Orozarena, both hitting right around 260, and Isaac Paredes. He's now been able to give the team five home runs over the last two weeks, so they've been able to find a little bit more power there. Bottom of the fold, though, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Guys like Vidal Brujan, Taylor Walls, Brett Phillips, they're all hitting a 200 or lower, so you do have some trepidation there. And when it comes to Shane Boss, he's been able to do a nice job in his last three starts. First start of the year was relatively brutal for him, but... He's come back ever since then. He has looked significantly better. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under with the Blue Jays. I did wind up saying them as a little bit more of a favorite. I'll dive into the why on the other side and take a look at more games that we've got for this upcoming MLB Sunday next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, taking a look at everything that we've got on the diamond for Sunday. If you want to miss my DK Nation pick in hour number two, have no fear. I'll be refreshing that for you guys in about 30 or so minutes, 9.45 p.m. Pacific time, Eastern time. That would be 12.45 a.m. As for those of you guys out there on the East Coast, happy Sunday to you. But how about if we take a look at this Rays versus Blue Jays game that we're taking a look at a little bit earlier. Explain why I like the under a little bit earlier, but with Shane Boz, I do think that he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job in his start here for the Tampa Bay Rays down the stretch ever since he wound up having that first start that he wound up making coming off the injured list out of the way. He's been able to do a very solid job, but it's a case in which a Rays wound up having to place a couple guys on the sort of designated list because of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate that you've got out there in Toronto. So the Tampa Bay Rays are utilizing some bullpen pieces like Javi Guerra that typically they would not be utilizing because they had to leave a couple of guys behind in the States. And Rashane Boss mentioned it with him a little bit earlier, two earned runs surrendered over the course of his last 16 plus innings. So he's been able to do a nice job there. And in that time span, he's been able to get six plus strikeouts in each out of his last three starts. So I don't necessarily have the question with Boss and the way that Ross Ripley has been pitching. I do have faith that he's going to be able to do a solid job for a Blue Jays team that's really been playing a bunch of overs recently, but I'm going to be taking a look at an under personally set my total at 8.3 and with the Blue Jays, made them up to a minus 147 favorite. So seeing them right in that neighborhood, about a minus 130-ish, going to be one to lay it, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under, and he can't have AL East conversation without taking a look at what the New York Yankees are doing and the way that they have been pulverizing teams all season long, 9-17, It is the Guardians. We're going to be playing those to the Yankees with Jordan Montgomery going for the Yankees, and Tristan McKenzie is going to be on the bump for Cleveland. And Cleveland find themselves a mid-sized underdog between about a plus 140 to a plus 145, and if you're taking a look at New York, you're going to be finding them as low as about a minus 151, as high as a minus 165 with a total of 8. I did wind up saying my total a little bit higher. I wound up saying this more around an 8.5 because... Tristan McKenzie and Jordan Montgomery, both of these guys have been solid. You've got a guy, McKenzie, who actually wound up getting sent down to the minor leagues last season because his command was just off in general. This season, it has been much better. Two and a half walks per nine innings. He does allow the deep ball a little bit, though, and that is a concern that you need to have. Meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery has been pinpoint accurate. I was talking about the two and a half walks per nine innings that you get out of Tristan McKenzie. He's been giving up more than one and a half walks per nine innings. And for the Yankees in general, the pitching staff has been amazing. They are currently number two in the league in terms of bullpen ERA, but they did wind up having to dive through and utilize quite a few bullpen pieces in that double dip. And really both of these teams had to because with the Yankees, they were able to get a relatively comfortable win in game two, but they did wind up having to have Clay Holmes, who's got a sub one ERA, have to come into that game late. I know that they wound up having to use the Pawnee Peralta and Michael King both for 25-plus pitches. Meanwhile, with the Cleveland Guardians, guys like an Emmanuel Classe wound up getting a little bit of a night off because they wound up getting, to call it what it is, a little bit beaten down in both of these games. And when it comes to the Guardians, not necessarily a lot of power in terms of being able to get home runs. They're averaging right around .6 home runs per game when they are at home. But you've got a lot of guys who are able to get on base. So when they do wind up getting these home runs, they wind up turning into two- and three-run shots. As Josh Naylor, Stephen Kwan, Amit Rosario, Jose Ramirez, they're all in between about a 273 to a 292 with Ramirez being a really headline this team in terms of the power of 16 home runs. North of 60 RBI has been in a little bit of a funk recently with being able to drive in runs, but still has been having an absolutely incredible season. And then on top of that, you've got a guy in Andre Jimenez who's been hitting well above a 300, but for the New York Yankees, it's just been the boom squad for this team. You've got Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Judge. This trio right here, these three guys, they've got 71 home runs. These three guys just all by themselves currently have, I believe it's 29 more home runs than the Detroit Tigers do as a team. It is insane. And now you've got Miguel Anduar, who's back at the fold. He's been able to right around 250 for the team. They have been dealing with a little bit of an injury. Big Labor Torres, and for that matter, it's been a little bit banged up all season long, but I Matt Carpenter is hitting north of a 280. He's been able to do a nice job being able to put bat to ball in terms of a home runs on a per at-bat basis. I think that he's getting a home run in every 10 or so at-bats. Isaiah Canera-Falefa, along DJ turned it up LeMayu. He's been able to hit right around at 262 to 265. So these guys have been rock solid. But with the Guardians having a lot of their trustworthy bullpen pieces out there, I do think that that's going to be good for them in this game. And Tristan McKenzie 
He's been relatively trustworthy. Should the Yankees be a favorite in this spot? Absolutely, but I could only make them more around a minus 140 favorite. Being able to get north of plus 140 here on the Cleveland Guardians, I do think that it is appealing for them to be able to try to avoid a sweep. Yankees, by the way, this is just insane. They are 24-12 and 12 on the road thus far this season. So, I mean, home, road, what have you. This has been a Yankees team that has been very solid. So, I would say don't make a living trying to fade the New York Yankees. But being able to get this sort of a plus price on the Cleveland Guardians, it does wind up appealing to me. So, I'm going to be taking a look at McKenzie and company being able to get that plus price. And I'm going to be taking a look at an over in this spot as well. How about if we wind up going with a game out there in the National League as we go 905-906, the Atlanta Braves. They're going to be playing us, or they're going to be playing on the road against the Cincinnati Reds as Luis Castillo is going to be getting the start for the Reds. And Charlie Morton is going to be on the bump for Atlanta and the Braves. They are anywhere between about a minus 150 to a minus 155 favorite. And if you do like the Reds, you're going to be getting them as high as a plus 144. I'm seeing in a lot of spots more like a plus 130 to a plus 135. And with the Cincinnati Reds, would need at least a plus 138 to be able to take a shot, but a lot of books are there at this point. I'm going to be willing to nibble on the Cincinnati Reds, a team that has been very good in terms of their offense at home. It hasn't necessarily shown through in this series as they were held down on Saturday, but that's going to happen when you wind up facing off against that gentleman by the name of Max Free. But when it comes to this offense in general, they've been hitting right around at 260 as a collective at home compared to a sub-220 on the road. That's one of the biggest home and road splits out there in the big leagues, pretty much the only team with a bigger one. That would be the Colorado Rockies, but they've been consistently doing a good job being able to get on base. But the one concern that you've got to have with the Cincinnati Reds, this is by far the worst bullpen out there in the big leagues. Over the last 30 days for the Cincinnati Reds, it has really went even further south. 771 ERA in the last 30 days overall this season. Their bullpen ERA, it overs right in the pocket of about a 567. To put this into perspective, the Colorado Rockies, they entered into Saturday with the second worst bullpen ERA. That was a 477. So they're nearly a full point clear of any other bullpen ERA for the worst out there in the league. And for the Atlanta Braves, they are anything but that. They are currently number four in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA and number one out there in the National League as well. Got a lot of guys be able to do a solid job for the team, like an A.J. Minter, Dylan Lee. He's been able to come in there. He's been able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Kenley Jansen has not necessarily been very trustworthy, but he is dealing with a little bit of an injury, so you don't need to worry about him in this game. But you do have to worry about Charlie Morton. He has been very solid in his last few starts. He has given up, as a matter of fact, I believe two earned runs in his last three. But prior to that, he had allowed three-plus runs in eight out of his last 11 starts. So he has certainly had his issues this season, giving up over three-and-a-half walks. For nine innings, hasn't necessarily given up the deep ball, but it has been a case in which the command has not necessarily been as good as it's been in past seasons. And for Luis Castillo, you know the command is always going to be a little bit of an issue with them, but he's done a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up just four home runs over the course of 57 and two-thirds innings. And it's been interesting to take a look at his splits this far this season because typically he's a little bit better of a home pitcher rather than a road pitcher. This year, it's been the complete opposite because he's been posting up an ERA that is a little bit north of five at home. On the road, it's been in the neighborhood about a 225-ish. So I do think that we're going to see a little bit of reversal there. And the career sets of Luis Castillo wind up bearing it out. You could expect the walks to be a little bit of a mainstay because he's got a career right around 3.3 walks for nine innings, but 0.6 home runs for nine innings. That is also a career best. But you take a look at what he's been able to do just throughout his career at home. And he's been nearly a full point better on his ERA rather than on the road. So I do think that you're going to see this wind up coming back a little bit more as he's got a home ERA for his career at a 328 compared to a 414 on the road. And the big thing for him whenever he is at home is that his strikeout to walk rate is much better, right around a 345 at home, more like a 250 whenever he's been on the road. So I do think that that's something to hone in on. And with the Cincinnati Reds, Got to be gauging this offense different now than at the beginning of the season because now they've got Donovan Solano back in the fold. Going into Saturday, he was hitting above 300. Joey Votto has been hitting in the neighborhood about a 340 with regards to his on-base ever since he wanted coming back from the COVID IL. Brandon Drury has been a nice find for the team. He's been able to slug out 15 home runs. He's hitting a 270 for the team. And with the Atlanta Braves, you know that there's going to be no shortage of offense. You've got Austin Riley. He's been able to deliver 20 home runs thus far this season. The understudy of... of Ozzy Albies, who wanted coming in in Orlando Arcia, 
the guy that the Braves wound up acquiring for the Milwaukee Brewers last season. He's actually been hitting better than Ozzy Albies this season, hitting right around at 270 to 275. Michael Harris, the second who wound up skipping AAA, going straight from AA to the big leagues. He's been hitting above a three You've been able to get a lot of production out of these guys. So I take a look at this spot, and I do like it over. I wound up setting my total closer to a 9.5. And, and with the Reds getting anything of a plus 138 or greater, I'm going to be in on them. And something else that I'm in on, taking a look at some intra-league action as we're starting to get numbers up on those games. So we're going to be diving into some of those games next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter during the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon, made brighter, 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please you drink responsibly as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And got to give a shout out to all the hardworking folks that wind up making this show possible. You wind up seeing our good friend, Mikhail Miranda. He is our big Formula One expert on this show. He wound up joining me in the last hour. He is actually our audio engineer as well. So my voice sounding as good as it does. He can't wind up doing anything to make the words I wind up giving you any more intelligent slash not intelligent or anything like that, but he can make it all sound nice and sharp. He does a terrific job there. All of our podcasts, all of our shows in general are up on visa.com slash podcast. You're able to download every single hour of every single show that we wind up doing, whether it be this visa and bet center, you're able to do this for follow the money and numbers game list goes on and on. Oliver is our man that is in charge of that. Nick is our technical director. All the graphics that you wind up seeing on the screen. That's thanks to him. And then we've got our wonderful producer, Brian Ortega, who cannot believe that I do not wind up eating Taco Bell because I was taking a look at a picture of a tosada without the condiments. And what you're left with is, well, a big giant cheese it. But with that said, Brian, even though he works on a little bit of a different diet than myself, does an absolutely amazing job. And our good friend Brian, he has been able to make quite a bit of money this year with his favorite team, the New York Mets, being able to do a solid job. So, but if we wind up taking a look at Brian's favorite team, the Metropolitans at 925-926. You have 55 shades of John Gray, who's going to be going for the Rangers. And Carlos Carrasco, he is going to be on the bump for the Mets. And the Mets are finding themselves... And he worked between about a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite. And if you're taking a look at Texas, you're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 120 and plus 128 with 8.5 being your total. Juice a little bit to the under. And this is a total that I wanted making 8. Carlos Carrasco has been very different home to road. Right around a 380 RA at home. You'd like to see it a little bit lower, but that said, it's much different than what you're going to be finding for him on the road. On the road, it's more like a 6-ish. ERA, so that has not necessarily been too tremendous with that regard. And for the Mets, I do think that this is going to be a relatively good bounce back spot because for John Gray, this is his first year with Texas. He wound up spending the first few years of his career at Colorado. And in all games that he's pitched away from Coors Field, he's got a career ERA that hovers right around a 4-5. He's been able to do a good job being able to get swings and misses this year. He's been able to generate right around 9.5 per 9 innings. And Honestly, I do think that John Gray is doing for a little bit of positive progression with the way that he's been able to pitch this season because he hasn't necessarily given up a lot of home runs, significantly less than one home run per nine innings. Carlos Carrasco has been giving up a little bit of the deep ball, but he's been able to do a good job keeping things out in front of him, not giving up a lot of walks. Meanwhile, John Gray, right around 3.1 walks per nine innings, but you take a look at Gray, 389 ERA, right around a 326 fielding independent, but he still has those bugaboos of being able to pitch on the road. Meanwhile, Carrasco right in his own element at home as he's given up significantly fewer home runs on a per nine innings whenever he's been at home. And both of these bullpens, they're relatively solid. The Rangers, they rank in the top 10 with regards to bullpen ERA. For the Mets, it's been a little bit tougher with dealing with a couple of ailments and they've had to rely upon guys like Adonis, Medina and company. But I do think that Carrasco is going to be able to go relatively deep in this game. So that way you wind up getting into the trustworthy guys like Drew Smith, Edwin Diaz, 
guys like that who have been able to perform very well. Meanwhile, for the Rangers, Brock Burke, Matt Moore, these guys have sub-2-5 ERAs. Joe Barlow has been solid. They did wind up having to use up Dennis Santana yesterday, so he's going to be out of the fold. That does hurt them a little bit, but with Texas, it's been interesting to take a look at this lineup because they're a top-10 team with regards to home runs per game. They've been a team that has been relatively solid in terms of average, but really the only guy that's been a headliner on this offense has, ironically enough, been Adolis Garcia. He's been able to give the team an over 300 batting average over the last three days with right around eight home runs. He has been rock solid for this bunch, but the guys that they really spent the big money on, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, both of these guys are in between about a 225 to a 235. Seager has been able to pound out 15 home runs, but certainly has not necessarily been a case which he's been able to just be consistent for this team. And then when it comes to Simeon, he's had all nine of his home runs over the last, I would say, 30 or so games. So he's been able to pick it up a little bit after a rough start. But I mean, Jonah Heim's been okay. Nothing great, nothing terrible. You've been able to have someone like Nate Lowe be able to get on base a little bit. But for the Mets, this is a top five offense. In terms of batting average, you've seen a little bit of regression with them, but still have a lot of guys that have been able to deliver as you've got pretty much a big pocket of guys sitting in between, I would say about a 265 to a 285, Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo, Mark Hanna. You're able to throw in there Pete Alonso as well. And for Alonso, 22 home runs thus far this season. So he's been rock solid. Luis Galorme, he's been able to hit it more in the neighborhood about a 290. And you've been able to get some good production out of Jeff McNeil as well. But I do think that this is a case which the New York Metropolitans are going to be able to do a relatively solid job with the way that Carrasco has been able to pitch at home. So I did want to take this whole at an eight. I think that John Gray going to get lit up a little bit more on the road, but by and large, he's been able to do a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. So I'm looking at an under in this spot. I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 160 with the Mets. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Mets to go along with that total under. And how about if we wind up going with a national game that's going to be of high interest? This is just a good series in general. 909-910, LA Dodgers, they're playing us to the San Diego Padres. As you got Mackenzie Gore, who's going to be on the bump for the Padres, and Clayton Kershaw. He goes for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are a pretty sizable favorite, anywhere between minus 175 and minus 190, and getting between about a plus 160 to a plus 162 on the Padres, and I was willing to take pretty much a plus 160 or greater on the Padres. The big thing with Mackenzie Gore is, is there going to be a little bit of regression with them, or was the two bad starts that he wound up having against the Colorado Rockies just a case in which he's got one team that really has his number because in his two starts against the Colorado Rockies, wound up giving up a combined 14 runs. That's like two-thirds of the amount of the earned runs and he's given up this season. And he's got a relatively good sample size of 10 starts. So Mackenzie Gore wound up getting lit up in those two games. In every other game, he has given up pretty much two earned runs or fewer in every one of them. And then you take a look at what you've been able to get out of Clayton Kershaw since really the latter half of the 2020 season. You go back to the month of September. He's been giving up right around 1.3 home runs per nine innings at home. He has been a little bit more vulnerable. Wound up going to Colorado himself. And he wound up having a bad start out there. So that's been really a house of horrors for both of these guys that are going to be starting in this game. I do think that they're going to be able to perform a little bit better than they did against the Rockies. But also keep in mind that this is going to be a day game for the LA Dodgers. 110 local time, Pacific time, first pitch, which means that the ball is going to be flying a little bit more. And you find this with a lot of these West Coast ballparks, especially Oakland, especially Seattle, but really holds true for Los Angeles as well. And with the Dodgers, it's not necessarily the lineup that we were expecting coming into the season. Mookie Betts being out of the fold has hurt this team offensively. You still have quite a few guys who are able to do a solid job of being able to put bat to ball for this team as at the top of the full Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, they're both hitting above a 305. And then you got someone like a Will Smith who's been able to hit it right around at 260, been able to do a solid job being able to give this team a double-digit amount of formers. But Cody Bellinger is still hitting right around about a 210. Ever since he wound up getting injured in the World Series with that shoulder issue, he just has not been the same player. I feel like we haven't made enough out of that injury, but you got guys like Trace Thompson along with Max Muncy who also have been struggling for the team. And then you take a look at the San Diego Padres. Good news is they got Manny Machado back. Bad news is they need someone around Manny Machado to be able to step up because the only other guy in the lineup that wound up seeing it at bat other than Machado that is hitting above a 255, that'd be Jorge Alfaro. He did wind up having Noah Mazzara get a pinch hit opportunity as well. He's been hitting nearly 300, but small sample size there. Machado, only guy on the team. He currently has a double-digit amount of formers now with both of these bullpens. 
I wouldn't say that they're tremendous. I wouldn't say that they're terrible. LA has a little bit more of a trustworthy bullpen, but not for the reasons that you would think. Craig Kimbrell has had a really bad season thus far for the LA Dodgers, and they did wind up using up one of their more trustworthy guys yesterday in Alex Vesia. He wound up throwing 24 pitches, so that likely knocks him out for Sunday, but Reyes Moranta, Evan Phillips, you're able to throw in there someone like a Yancey Almonte. These guys have been terrific. Meanwhile, Craig Kimbrell, north of a 380 RA. Bersardo all got used up on Saturday at 375. And then for the San Diego Padres, you've been able to get some good production out of Taylor Rogers. He's been able to get the team 20-plus saves. Luis Garcia has been a little bit up and down for the team, though. They did wind up throwing out their pair of less than trustworthy guys in Tim Hill along with Ray Kerr on Saturday, so you don't have to deal with them. Something like a Nobel Christman. I have been very impressed with he's able to give you multiple innings. He's able to just hold down the fort in general. And I think that that's going to be big because with Mackenzie Gore, he's been dealing with a couple of issues this season. And you just don't know how he's going to be able to respond in general. And for Clayton Kershaw, swing and miss stuff is still there with him. Nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Just feels a little bit different with him in general. He still has really good command. But I do think that this is a case in which we're still living off of the name brand of Clayton Kershaw a little bit too much. Being able to get north of a plus 160 on the LA Dodgers, I'm going to be taking a look at that. And with regards to this total, I did wind up saying my total at a 7.9. If you're looking at a 7.5, I'd be willing to take it over there. And in the final segment, going to give you guys what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation in terms of my pick out there on the diamond for Sunday and tying up any loose ends that we've got with regards to the Major League Baseball card for Sunday as it's going to be a pretty expansive one. So we are going to be diving into as many games as humanly possible next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vsin, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For just $19, you get everything that VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll be able to get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's MLB Daily Best Bets, NFL preseason coverage. That is coming your way along with premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which includes a daily best bets email, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video streaming, the cost is just $19 via subscriber through July 31st. And you go to vsin.com slash summer to be able to subscribe. And it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on vsin. A big thanks to both of the guests that joined me tonight, Mikhail Miranda, is also our audio engineer guy, is a man of many talents. So great to be able to talk some Formula One with him. And Pam Maldonado does a great job being able to take a look at the game of football and does a great job being able to handicap tennis as well as Wimbledon. The round of 16 is set for both the men's and the women's side. So we're going to have some great action in the next few days out there. And we're going to have some great MLB action here on this Sunday. How about if we wind up giving you guys my DK Nation pick? For this Sunday, as we wind up going 919-920. This is the LA Angels on the road facing off against the Houston Astros with Framber Valdez going for the Astros. And Jose Suarez is going to be on the bump for the Angels. Most places, this is an 8. This literally, as I wound up starting to introduce this game, wound up going to a 7.5 at DraftKings with that 
Overdue's being at a minus 120. Most other places, they're offering the eight with the under right around a minus 120, even seeing a few minus 125s out there. So this is a number that is beginning to tick down, and I love it because, I mean, if I'm able to get a seven and a half instead of an eight, sign me up for the over that I already like to begin with because I set my total closer to a nine. Jose Suarez throughout his career just has not been as good as a starter rather than coming out of the bullpen. A 599 ERA as a starter, a 375 ERA whenever he's been coming out of the bullpen, and he's been giving up for his career a little bit over a home run and a half per nine innings. And then you take a look at the flip side for Framber Valdez, and he has been far from effective when he's been at home, but, but very effective on the road. Buck 69 road ERA, 420 ERA at home. And for Valdez, I do think that there's going to be a little bit of negative regression for him as well. He's pitched a little bit over 90 innings this season, giving up just five home runs, and he's been not getting a lot of swings and misses. Right around 7.4 strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate, that over's in the pocket about 3.2 to 3.3. So it's not like the command has necessarily been overwhelming as well. Jose Suarez has always had a has had his issues with regards to walks as well. More around four walks per nine innings as far as the season. And overall, his walks per nine rate for his lifetime, right around three and a half. So You've got your issues there with them, and just got have issues in general when it comes to this LA Angels bullpen. Is you've got Rossi Iglesias, Ryan Tapera, and Aaron Loop, all guys that have posted up a north of a 3 5 ERA. And these were supposed to be your seventh through ninth inning guys. These are supposed to be the guys that you're relying upon the most, and they have not been able to do a good job. It's been guys like Jose Quijada and Andrew Wants who wanted coming out of the bullpen on Saturday that have been some of your more trustworthy guys. and or the Houston Astros, been a lineup that has been a little bit touch and go as the Astros have been the best under team in all baseball this season with right around 64 to 65% of their games wind up going under. But now you wind up getting back Jordan Alvarez after he wound up having a little bit of a collision in that series against the New York Mets. He's hitting well above a 300. He's been able to give you 20 plus home runs. You've got Jose Altuve along Kyle Tucker hitting in the neighborhood about a 260 to a 270, 16 home runs apiece for them. Jeremy Pena, he was involved in that collision with Jordan Alvarez. He's back in the fold. He's hitting around a 275. And the guys at the bottom, like a Chaz McCormick, a Jake Myers, they're starting to step, they're starting to step up as well as they wound up having a relatively rough go of it to begin the season. Now they've been able to do a much better job being able to just supply a little bit in general for this team. And then you do take a look at the flip side and what you're going to be able to get out of this LA Angels lineup. And you've got a quadrant of guys in Mike Trout, Shoyotani, Jared Walsh, couple with Taylor Ward. They have all been able to give you at least 11 home runs with Ward, a 400 on base. Trout has been able to supply about 23 home runs. He's hitting above a 275. And then Otani and Walsh have both been able to hit in that neighborhood about a 262, 265. They're bottom of the lineup with the guys like Kurt Suzuki, even Luis Ranifo and company. It's been a little bit rough, but you still have quite a bit at the top for the team. And with the Astros, currently they have the best bullpen area out there in the big leagues. But if you take a look at their fielding independent, it's right around a 3-3-2 and their ERA is right around a 270. I think that they are pitching a little bit above their skis because you take a look at so many of the guys that have been coming out of the bullpen for this team, like a Ryan Sanic, he's got a sub-1 ERA. You've got to feel like there's going to be a little bit of regression there. You've also got someone in Rafael Montero who's been able to give you right around a 175 ERA. I mean, Seth Martinez has been able to give the team right around 18 innings, posting up a 1 ERA. So I do think that you're going to see some of these guys wind up having a little bit of a fall off in general. So being able to get an eight in a lot of spots now at a seven half at DraftKings, I do like this total over and with the Astros right now, you're finding the run line anywhere between a minus one hundred five to a minus one ten. I do think that they're going to be able to get to Suarez. I do think that they're going to be able to get into this bullpen and for the Astros four plus runs scored in five out of their last six home games. I think that they keep that going. So I'm looking at the over and I'm going to be taking a look at the Houston Astros on the run line with the write up being in terms of the total over. When it comes to a game, which I think that is also going to be intriguing and got a little bit of an under-the-radar good pitching matchup here. What if we wind up going 9-0-3, 9-0-4 between the Miami Marlins and the Washington Nationals? This is going to be Eric Fetty on the bump for Washington and Pablo Lopez. It's going to be going for Miami. And with Miami, you're going to be getting them between minus 130 to minus 135. And if you're looking at Washington, it's anywhere between plus 115 and plus 120. And now we're number one. I want to mentioning. Some of the most profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues. And Eric Fetty, if you bet on him, $100 on the money line for every one of his starts, you're up $484. I don't think that you want to be riding it once again. I want him saying the Marlins 
a minus 133 favorite. Pablo Lopez has been able to do a very solid job this season, posting up in the neighborhood of about a three ERA. And it's been a case in which he's been relatively consistent, both at home and on the road. Now at home, he's always been a little bit better at being able to keep the ball in the yard just because it is such a pitcher-friendly ballpark. But Lopez has been able to travel very well. He's been able to do a nice job of being able to keep the walks down as well as he's given up sub three walks for an eye and inning save. You do take a look at Fetty, and that's been a little bit of an issue for him. He's been giving up right around three and a half walks for an eye and innings as far as the season, though. I will say it's been a little bit better year this year than in the past, even though he is giving up the walks and is getting just seven strikeouts for nine innings, right around a 440 ERA. The home run ball is way down. In each out of the last two seasons, he's been giving up more than a home run and a half per nine innings. That's down to one thus far this season. For Fetty, it's been a little bit touch and go, but I do like this total over at an eight and a half, and the big reason why is that we've got a pair of bullpens that are just not good in general. Both of these teams have been posting up some less than savory bullpen numbers. You take a look at the Miami Marlins over the last 30 days. 5-11 bullpen ERA. Washington Nationals, there are 467 in this time span as well. And for the Miami Marlins, you've had Anthony Bass be able to give you some relatively solid innings. Stephen Okert has a sub-3 ERA along with him as well. But you've had a lot of guys that have been not necessarily so trustworthy. Cole Solzer is currently on the injured list. Tanner Scott, you were expecting a little bit more from. Lewis Ed is now on the injured list, but he entered into the month of June with a 1-1-2 ERA. He left June with a north of 6 ERA. As far from tremendous, Tommy Nance is posted up north of a five ERA as well. And then when it comes to Washington Nationals, you just don't have anyone that you're able to trust. And Carl Edwards Jr. at this point might be their most trustworthy bullpen piece. You've been having a lot of guys that haven't been able to do necessarily a great job of being able to hold down the fort like Andres Machado and company. And then take a look at this Washington Nationals team with regards to lineup. And they're in the top seven in the league in terms of batting average. Keybear Ruiz along with... Nelson Cruz, Mikel Franco, Cesar Hernandez, all these guys in between about a 245 to 260. Yadiel Hernandez, he's getting closer to a 270, but they're dead last in the National League in terms of home runs per game. And a big reason why is that Juan Soto just has not been the guy that we were expecting. Coming into the season, he was the odds-on favorite, darn near every book to be able to win National League MVP. He's been able to give you 14 home runs and is sitting in the neighborhood about a 225 to a 230. I recognize that the on-base percentage is relatively solid, but when you're on a team that's as terrible as the Nationals are, you got to be really putting up big numbers to get any consideration whatsoever for that MVP award. He has not been able to deliver, and a team that has been able to deliver a little bit with regards to the offense, that would be the Miami Marlins. They are dealing with a few injuries, or a Solaire Jazz Shislam, their top two home run hitters, wound up missing the game on Saturday, but you still got Garrett Cooper hitting above a 3 and for the team. Miguel Rojas has been able to pick it up a little bit in terms of his batting average, and then Asu Sanchez will wind up spending a little bit of time out of the fold along with Asu Aguiar. These two guys are back. These two guys have been able to do a relatively okay job of being able to give this team a little bit more stability, so I do think that you've got a relatively good look here with the Miami Marlins. I'm going to lay up to about a minus 135 with them, and then when it comes to the total, I do wind up setting up more in the neighborhood of about an 8.6, so seeing the 8.5 that I am right now, I'm going to be taking a look at an over, and I am going to be taking a look at the Miami Marlins in this one, and we got a lot of baseball that's going to be coming up, not just Sunday, but all summer long, and we've got you covered there on VSIN. We've got you just locked and loaded with a little bit of everything, and as you guys know, football season, it's going to be here before you know it, so we've got you guys covered with a little bit of everything, and I'll be taking a look at a divisional week with regards to the NFL right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network has Yeah, you covered on a little bit of everything for this big Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 